Rough year for your favorite NFL team? Join me, Danny Heifetz, along with Danny Kelly, Ben Solak, and Craig Krolbeck on the Ringer NFL Draft Show, where we talk about all things NFL Draft, and more importantly, how to fix your mediocre team. Check out the Ringer NFL Draft Show every Tuesday and Thursday. We're starting every episode. Okay. Apparently, Mike just doesn't. I'm burping. I don't know what to do. Mike has a lot of issues going on. If it's not a mouth, if it's not a mouth, it's a sickness thing. He's, yeah, I'm going to tell you. You notice that drop from Monster right there? Was I talking about the energy drink? Something else? Hello. Hey, just kidding. Um, I was talking about the energy drink that's literally coming back up my esophagus. Do you have any more of the stuff that Monster... We once had a Monster guy, a guy oh. who heard us talking about Monster and he gave us free Monster drinks. A local to Henderson. Mr. Monster. What was his name? Oh. I met him at Lincoya. I, I met that. him at Worsham's Market. He brought... Uh, really? He, yeah, he brought me some stuff that I don't think ever came out. It was multiple flavors of... Uh, Probably causes cancer. Yeah. <laughs> There's we, a reason We went ahead and didn't out. release that because it just murders hearts. <laughs> You know what? You know what? No, You're going to nope. enjoy it. Nope. You're uh, going to love it. Guys, we got a fun show for you today. We're going to talk about tops because they're making basketball. We're going to talk about a number of other NBA-related things. What's Heavy the jo- Hang NBA on. What's the show? joke? You teased you had a joke for me. And I don't want the stupid rundown anyways. Give me the joke. That's a compliment. I'm, I'm so excited about your humor. I can't stand it. Chris McGill from Card Letter, Jesse Crick from PWCC. <laughs> All right. Uh, I did have a joke. Uh, okay. We've never done jokes on this show before, but here's the thing. The listeners are absolutely going to appreciate it, especially if they have children. Michael, um, so the joke goes like this. Kid, middle of the street. He's on a box. He's jumping up and down. He's going, 16, 16. He's having so much fun. And man, older gentleman, walks over to the kid. He's like, kid, what's going on here? He's like, oh, it's so much fun. 16, 16. Guy's like, what is going on? The kid's like, you should try it. Come on. Guy's like, all right, I guess. Kid hops down. Old guy gets up there. He jumps up. 16. Kid pulls the box out from underneath the man. Man falls into the sewer through a manhole. Kid covers the hole back up with a box, gets back up on top and jumps up and down, says, 17, 17. <laughs> Can you do the big picture? Or Big picture. It's amazing to me <laughs> watching your I hate to do this. I don't actually hate to do this. I love to you were so joyful about that joke. It's a fun joke. Carlos was over there laughing, I guarantee it. Here's a part of that joke that I'll tell you. This this 12-year-old is a serial killer. We got people dying in the sewer. That's why I thought you would appreciate I it. I want to talk about baseball, and I want to talk about tops, and then we can go basketball with Chris McGill. All right. Go I ahead. just, it's just, not, I mean. Wh- you can't transition. Don't, do you have a joke? Did you no, want to tell one? No, You know what's better than telling a bad joke? Not telling a telling joke. Telling a bad joke. It wasn't joke. bad. It wasn't terrible. Oh, people, I've gotten a real positive I, response from that joke. I expect you to be funnier. That's the problem. You've built up your funniness so high, in my opinion. That is not a lot of issue. people are going to disagree with that, but well, that's okay. All right. Not it's issue not, anymore. It's card corner time. Mike, what did you have to talk about? The Tampa Bay Rays, not the Devil Rays, 6-0. and oh. Wander Franco off to a heck of a start. I am excited to see baseball pricing is really like very, very active. Like you can see the guys people are actively chasing and the guys people are already bailing out on early. 
Like Wit has Wit and Torkelson off to kind of a slow start. Guys are just totally just like done. Yeah, it's kind of like, hey, let's give it a month. We'll kind of check back. But in singles auctions last night, uh, even break pricing, you can see those teams are suffering in 2022 products a, a little bit. N- n- the mark, the sky isn't falling, but people are definitely uh, more aware. Wander, like people have finally realized, dude, a year and a half ago, this guy was unbelievably high. Had a bit of a slow second half to last year, mm-hmm. and people just dropped off so hard that now it's like. I mean, multiple people last night. It was like, wait a minute, is is Wander a good value right now? Which is oh, nuts because really? he's super expensive, as he should be, but he's nowhere near as expensive as he once was. Oh, he has been Not on as the, outstanding as it once was. He Sean has Connery. had a, quite the jump. If I'm looking at his 2019 Bowman PSA 10, like the auto Chrome. So what? this is just Prospects Chrome. So that card, real fast, funny story about that. About two years ago, maybe uh-huh. less than that, it was it was three hundred to three fifty for a PSA ten. Whoa. Is that card even $100 right now? Well, that's it. So it is not $100. It's very close, though. But what's really interesting is that as of a week ago, that card was selling for $65 consistently. Yep. What's and it doing now? now it's doing $96. Yeah. I mean, and again, now some people look at that and be like, man, 50% jump from the 60 to 90. You got time to sell. Realistically, though, hottest team in baseball. And yes, we're a weekend, but they're 6-0. and He's batting 400, couple of home runs, playing really, really well. And then you start to look back and go, wait a minute. He also used to be this high. Maybe it's not. So it's interesting. I think the last year and a half we've seen, you know, we've seen a lot of times where it's been like, hey, this guy kind of spikes momentarily. Just dump it off because for what it is, it's never going to get there. A lot of these baseball prospects in particular, like a wander, you look back at his prospect stuff, like that 2019 card. It's like, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's gone up. But it's still less than a third of what its all-time high yeah, was. Yeah, quite a bit down. Maybe this isn't a bad time to just hold or even buy more of and see what he does. So I think that's a good thing. Okay. I've also been very pleased with the um, the instantaneous price reflection on people. Like last night, I was doing a live stream on Card Shop Live. We were doing some breaks and selling some singles. But Vlad hit an absolute monster home run. During the, during the live? During the live. Okay, yep. okay. I wasn't watching the game. At one point, though, there were like 85 people in there. And literally, people, one after another, hey, you have any Vlad? You got any Vlad stuff? Because it was one of those... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. ...kind of look. It's like, hey, by the way, he just hit a monster home run. This guy is capable of, of hitting so many home runs. You know, he steals headlines with his power. Oh, yeah, he's cheap right now. Do you have anything? Like, I, I like the fact that the market is kind of back to that place where we're seeing something and just... First Instantaneous, thought, yeah. yeah. Let me go pick up a card because, I mean, by and large, everybody's down. Well, I think... What do you think it was? You think it's because for a while now it's been... It, it, we haven't seen that mentality as much because so many guys have just been afraid. Like, yeah, he just did something really good, but I think the market's still yeah. going down. You exactly think people are overall just kind of realize, all right, I think we're in a good I think place. we're settled. Yeah. I do. Yeah, and, and like I said, baseball is a perfect example of that too because to me, the baseball card market, at least domestically here in the U.S., still fuels the hobby more than any other sport. And it's also the most accessible. Like how, how many football and basketball, actually, you know what? You're a perfect example here. Like kind of the the newcomer. I'm going to underwhelm as usual on this. Well, no, I'm relying on your stupidity. This is a compliment. See, my daughter listens to this show. By the way, she be a better parent. (laughs) Said that before, on and off the air. Okay, I can't wait till you're dead. By the way, is that just like unspoken? I know if you guys die, we get your kid. If we die, you taking our kid? Yes, one thousand percent. I'm taking that kid. Okay, um. The money goes in a trust, just to be clear. Um, no, no, no deal. So if if I were to ask you, outside looking in, how many football products come to mind where I tell you, you could go out and buy a box of this product, okay. ho- hobby SKUs only, not okay. talking about random crap, and it's less than $200. 
How many come to mind? A box. A football. A hobby of, box of football. Ooh, I'm trying to think what's actually less than. Um, what? How much is Phoenix? Oh, 400? 400. 400. Um, 350, yeah. <laughs> I can't Off the top think of your head, nothing. A hobby box, yeah. There's a couple, but, but not many, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same question about basketball. Uh, hoops, isn't that? Yep. Okay. Hoops. That's under. Bottom um, of the barrel, but sure. But okay. a hobby. You're, you're absolutely right. Okay. Um, Don Russ. Oh, no. Don Russ op- is a big box. Yeah. Optic is a little not close. More, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. King, Court Kings. That's under 250 to 300. 250 to 300. That man. And again, uh, it's harder. If you're listening, by the way, I, I, I don't sit at home in your basement wearing your sweatbands listing off, like, well, this one, this one. The point is, in general, they are not accessible for that. Now, baseball. How many baseball oh. boxes can you name that are under $200 for hobby? Uh, uh, Chrome. Um, yeah, Topps Chrome. Way series under. 1. Series 1. Uh, series 2 one update. Ch- those are all the same. Yeah. What did we just talk about? Stadium Club Chrome. Stadium Club Chrome. That's cheaper. Um, yeah. Stadium Club. Obviously a lot Topps more. Gold Label. Okay. Like, these are all products you have at least heard yes, of. Yes, 1,000%. Allen & Ginter Chrome, which I actually really oh, like. Oh, sure. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I like the and, fact can that... Can you think of others in basketball or football, though, that are less than 200 not a ton come to mind, honestly. To, yeah, because I'm trying to think of maybe I'm just dumb. But no, no, no. It, wow, it, there are a lot. Okay. The the point of entry for cards, for breaking, for wax, for packs, for boxes, whatever in baseball is has always been so much more accessible on the hobby side. On the hobby side, for sure. And so I think that that also fuels this too, where if I see something great happen in basketball, okay, cool. I want his prism rookie. I'm yeah. not going to go buy a box. of. I mean, it's a down year in football, 2022, and prism's 700 bucks a box. Yeah. But okay. if I look at baseball, and I'm not even talking about unlicensed stuff. There's a bunch of unlicensed, unlicensed Panini SKUs. You can get way under 200 bucks. But it's accessible. Like, I can see that, and I can just, oh, Vlad hit a home run. I want a Vlad card. Cool. Like, last night we sold the 2019 Tops missing number variation. PSA 10, $55. Okay, I'll take it. A finest SGC 10 last night sold for like 40 bucks, 2019 finest. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's not coming out of a product that is $500 a box. It's not. So I like that fact. I think the lower price point makes it a lot more accessible for people to see something and immediately make the connection and the jump to go buy it. So let me ask you. So we I'm not we'll talk about this. We'll, just, <laughs> we'll talk about this more in the sense that uh, we got to talk about tops making basketball. But the fact that we just established that we can't really name a ton of Panini products that have, uh, you know, football and basketball less than 200. If they made more, do you think that's a good thing? Because not necessarily. Then it's not just without, more product, Not right? without taking away some of the high. Like, okay. if you're going to make a couple, get rid of a couple on the top end. Okay. But I, I don't just need more product. We can talk. And by the way, the only other guy I want to talk about, too, but was Vlad. Wanda was killing it. I still like O'Neal Cruz. O'Neal Cruz is somebody who people are asking about again. The kid can play. I do really like O'Neill Cruz. And another guy who's had a wicked hot start to the season. Uh, this is actually the opposite effect. Xander Bogart's playing really good for the Padres. I don't think that's a guy. We had guys asking us yesterday about this. I like Xander. He's an, a borderline all-star guy every year at shortstop. He's playing on a team with Tatis and Soto and Machado. Mm-hmm. And Tatis comes back here in a few weeks. A couple weeks, weeks yeah. yeah. It was funny. He played a double-A game last night, I think, and they were like chant- They were booing him, and the pitcher called him a cheater in the, what? In the uh, post-game interview. But my problem there is, just, again, that's a perfect example of somebody who can play really well and never see it reflected in his card pricing. You're never... Like, it's hard to have two guys on the same team. Yeah. Soto and Tatis are going to coexist because they're unbelievable, phenomenal talents. Machado, 
Hall of Famer when he's all said and done, very good player, all-star, all these great things, doesn't get the hobby appreciation he wants because I think he falls into that, yeah, he's great, but he's the third best player on his team. And, and maybe not even. Three and four are interchangeable with those two. So that was the only guy who I looked at and said, great start to the season. I think he'll have a great season. I wouldn't get too caught up. And then lastly, Bo Bichette was another guy. Again, he's a Robin to Vlad's Batman. We had a bunch of guys like all in a Boba Fett really? stuff last night, which was cool. So, man, I should have kept some of my Boba Fett cards. Um, Boba Fett cards. You that's said. what I meant to say. Yes, um, Machado. Did you see he got kicked out of that game recently, or kicked out? He got thrown out for uh, arguing with the. Yeah, it was a time delay that he argued. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> by the way, I did want to point out, Mister Devers, your boy, Chubby D, was the first to be struck out due to a time clock violation. Well, I'd like to then point out Otani was the first person in the history of the game to get a pitching violation and in the same game, a hitter violation. Oh, he, I did see something Dude about that. takes too funny. much time. <laughs> it is nice to see him like, he's another guy, by the way. I sold three out of the four Otanis I picked up the other day. Sold last night immediately. The guys are, are buying the hype. And, and I don't think this will be real, but they're four and two. Enjoy the moment. Just They're not above five hundred. Often, it is uh, the the interesting thing that came up about Otani yesterday was that I found out he is the highest paid baseball player with Trout being number five. I guess I don't know. I guess assumed Trout was number one, but yeah, he signed his deal a few years ago. That makes yeah. sense. Okay, um, okay. you want to talk? I, I'm so bored by the next subject. Unless we heard anything back from from fanatics, which I don't think we did, right? I do not have. Granted, I texted very late, so. Um, but no, we have not heard anything back. It's not your fault. The the news that everyone's talking about is that Tops is going to make basketball cards. Here's what in, is interesting: they did not say they are making NBA cards. Um, I do think it will probably be NBA related, though, well, right? Like it's got to be. So here is the thing: uh, OTE overtime, whatever. They spoke at like some young guys. It's a massive social media presence, like millions and tens of millions of followers, hundreds of millions, if not billions of views at this point. They had a speaking. Uh, they were on the platform at the Tops Conference in Arizona. Okay. They're basketball. They're working with guys who are, you know, pre-college or pre, for sure, pre-NBA. Is it that? Because they don't have licensing with the NBA, PA, or with are these the NBA. Like NIL do- deals or something or? Maybe. Okay. But um, I just that'd be interesting. But I think I, it's Overtime Elite is the brand name. I would honestly be surprised if they just don't, if they don't do basically what Panini's been doing with Mosaic Baseball, you know, or, or just, just non licensed basketball product. It like, could be. I, I just, that's why I'm not excited about it. It's unlicensed. Yeah. But I don't even know if they have the rights to make. I'm trying to think because I believe the the reason Panini can make licensing is they have a PA license or something. I think they have a deal with the PA so they can use the players names. They don't have a deal. I believe this is right, at least with the MLB to use the logos. Right. I think that's how it is. But if you have an exclusive license, like I think right now, Panini is exclusive. I thought they were, too. Um which means that Tops wouldn't even be able to use the team name or anything. So then, yeah, we are talking about unlicensed. Like, so that's not a thing, right? They don't make cards of players that you can't even put the name on. That's a, so it would have to be. Well, you could use the name if they're not in the NBA PA. Yeah, so, yeah. so again, we're talking about like, that's the only, like that G was a, League or something like that? Or is that I still the PA? I don't know. But okay. honestly, the first thing that came to my mind was this Overtime Elite League. It's a huge, it's like on YouTube. All, like it's a massive, massive thing. I don't care because I don't, I, I just, it's like a 
it's like a minor league, minor league thing. It's great for what they do. I'm not knocking the guys, but like to me, I don't ever want, I would never want a card here. And even if a guy goes on to be a star in five years, I don't care that I have his OTE card, but they've made a couple skews now. They made Bowman OTE last year. They, I believe they even made Inception. And we opened a couple boxes and same thing. I was like, what, who, who am I buying here? Oh, okay. Like it's almost like a prospect card in basketball, but it's not really, I don't know. I, I, I was, I was not overly impressed, but okay. I don't want to put down, like, I don't, I think this sounds like bad, but I think Panini may be getting into a point where they would be, it would be more advantageous for them to make a deal with tops. And I say that because I saw this article, you know, Fanatics has been posting tons of stuff about hiring, like, I don't know how many people, uh, our our boy, our boy, Max, the intern, in fact, is now moving to Dallas because he just got a job with Fanatics. Congrats, by the way, Max. Uh, he's still going to be working for with us, right? I mean, that's... I have no comment. He has not said officially. Um, the thing that was very interesting about that article said that there have been at least four people that have resigned from Panini um, in recent weeks. It, it's not to say they know for sure they've gone over to Fanatics, but that's the implication hmm. is that they're going from one to the other. Again, that could be coincidence. That could be nothing at all. But it does make me wonder if that starts to become the case, does that put pressure on Panini to make a deal before 2026 when the official licensing goes over to shops? That's not a bad point. Yeah, could be. Um, I think it's reasonable. Yeah. I guess overall, though, I was just like, yeah, I'm not all that impressed. And especially if it's like this OTE stuff. Okay. It's fine. Like I said, it's great. You know, I just don't care. I did have the other comment on here about Bronny signing for McDonald's. Did we talk about that last show? I can't yeah, remember. I, I lost it was my just mind a, and yelled about the collectible guru. Got upset. <clears throat> that is right. All right. Um, there was the conversation. I did think we would have more time with uh, Chris about this since he is a big NBA guy. But the NBA... <laughs> What's that? NBA MVP. Mm-hmm. There was a surprise... I guess it's a surprise to me. I You weren't familiar with who this was when I tested you on that knowledge. Uh, his name is Sabonis. Familiar with the player. I was not familiar with how good he has been playing. Yes. So he is leading. Well, I shouldn't say leading. He is in following up leading. Second placing. How do you say not first, but second? There's a lot of stuff coming out of your mouth. And <laughs> it's is, like a puzzle. Is, I'm sure if you put it in the right order, it would make sense. But he it's is coming second out in, a, in the league this season for most triple doubles. There you go. That's a fun fact for you. Okay. Uh, He is also now in some MVP rankings, the fifth most likely to receive MVP. Now, granted, when you look at the actual numbers, there's probably not a chance. There's no chance, but still, still a great season. I mean, and on the second, third best team in the West. They, I think we mentioned this on the the show with Christina, uh, but they, the Kings are the first for the first time since 2006 in the playoffs, which was the longest run. And he is one of the main guys who helped get them there. Mm-hmm. Um, the pricing on him has gone kind of crazy. What year rookie was he? Is he 19? 16. Oh, 16. Okay. So <clears throat> if you look at his silvers and base, there's a, uh, it's card 255 in, in card ladder. But specifically, like his 2016 Prism base, PSA 10, on March 23rd, that's card sold for $50. On March 26th, that card sold for $100. Um, there hasn't been a lot of sales on that card since then, but the pricing is well on like a PSA 9. A PSA 9 in February sold for $2. Uh, 
And as of March 31st, sold for $21. I mean, it like people are paying attention. And this kind of goes back to, hey, guys ask, do MVPs have anything to do with the guys pricing? And we've talked about it and they can, like if they, once they win the MVP, but like in this case, right now, you don't see Joker's pricing really being affected all that much. You don't see uh, Tatum, who's on but, that list. But Joker did have a, a big mid-season boost when people realized the, how great of a season he was having. Okay, that's fair enough. So but he's not I mean, having it now, but he has had it. But like when we consider other guys on that list, such as Tatum, such as Luca, Tatum's been quiet. They, they're all, they've, for the last six months or so, they're, they've been pretty steady as far as pricing goes. Mm-hmm. So this whole fact that they've been on this MVP list hasn't really done much, but I think this goes back to surprises. Basically, if there's a surprise in the hobby that the hobby was not expecting to see, that's when we see price jumps. And in that case, that would apply to him. Yeah, like even Cam Thomas, remember for the Nets had like a couple of 40, 40 point games. Yes. Back to oh, back. yeah, exactly. You know what's funny about him, too? I, I know no one cares. He's really about fallen him. off, hasn't he? Oh, he's fallen way off. He's not even getting many minutes now. But it's interesting. That team is still the sixth seed in the East. Like, they're probably going in as the sixth seed. They're not even going to be in the playing round. They're just going to be in the in the sixth seed. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not saying go out and buy Cam Thomas, but it does make me think, like, that guy is clearly capable of going out and putting up, like, a crazy game. What if he does it in the playoffs for one game? Goes out and throws up 40. You just <laughs> got to be ready to sell. Yeah, because, I mean, again, it, it comes and goes quick with him. But, you know, he's done it a few times. So it's just funny. He, he has had a crazy drop-off. Like, so just to get, last game, zero, two, zero, 18, oh, seven. Like, and then, of course, a couple of big 40-point games before that. He, he's a weird guy. I don't understand much about him. It looked like he could at least score at, the, at a real level. But, like, even before that, uh, go all the way back to the 1st of March. 15, these are just his points in a game. Mm-hmm. 15, 0, 4, 21, 1, 0, 0, 7, 18, 0. Not, not what but, you're hoping But at the to start, see. when he first started playing after the Durant trade, That's he went he... 21, 19, 44, 47, 43, 20, 14, 7, 19, 22, 22, and then 2. It's so weird. Like, he didn't even have a 30-pointer in there. It was like, it went from 20s He's to never 40s. Scored, he has never scored in the 30s. What? That's Is that right? So... He has. He's never he scored forty seven. He has scored zero. And it's funny too. He doesn't get minutes sometimes. That's the other thing that's weird with him, dude. I don't. What in the world? I, I've just never seen. And I don't follow the Nets enough to have an educated guess as to why. When he gets minutes, he scores. So if they make it, if they go on, I just think it's interesting. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're they're making the playoffs. What if he goes off? That is a guy, though. I would have. I mean, in the holster, ready to fire off just as soon as as soon as he goes off for a game. See have ya. the listing ready. Yep. Can we send like if we sent it to like um, Matt or or to Josh the PC uh, PC sports cards or to um, uh, five star cards consigners? Can you tell them, hey, hold on to this until like a little bit? But they, a lot of those guys don't like to get it. They're doing such volume; they don't really have a ton of time to do it. So oh, okay. Um, all right, that brings us around. It is now time to talk NBA and uh, card stats with our boy Chris McGill. What's a card stat. stats about cards bro pricing pops all that good stuff uh chris mcgill card letter how are you man doing well how are you doing very well very well uh man your energy is up now i like this see i like to bring our guests in making them feel like we don't hate them i just it's a chris it's a weird thing not chris i'm just saying any guests you know i hate some guests that's fair (laughs) that's fair okay um chris 
Tell us how was your experience at the Mint real quick. Chris, why does Lucas suck? Let's start or we can that. start there, whichever one. <laughs> Either yeah, way, you picked. Hmm, which which topic would I like to do? Uh, the Mint was great. Uh, the Mint was a lot of fun. Uh, chilly Vegas weather. Can we agree on that? I didn't leave the, the hotel the entire time, so I don't know. I was That's in true. the resort. I didn't see the light of day from 7 a.m. Thursday until sun Saturday. That's your dream anyways. It Never is. going outside, <laughs> just not having to do anything. Room service, just coming to your, just waiting on you. I mean, you could argue that's my life now. You never left the convention center or you never left your, your room room? The convention MGM. center. Yeah, yeah, never left the MGM. Yeah, okay. never actually went outside. And that's the way I like it. <laughs> you have to protect that delicate complexion, Jesse. Bro, you have, next time we're together, notice how soft my hands are. And that is not on accident. That's a that's purposeful. I Mike, need, do you want to talk about that? I don't need to be there for that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> card stats. <laughs> All right. Um, you enjoyed the men. It was good seeing you guys there. It was awesome to have Christina on the I didn't speak the to him. Pod. Did you talk to him? Yeah. I, I ran into him at the him. first night. We, we saw each other that first night. Yeah. They, uh, David Marino makes sure that there's always plenty of uh, booze and networking every night. That That was the case. Um I want to tell you to compliment the misses. Christina did in a, a fantastic job on the pod, gotten a lot of very good compliments about that. So I hear, I hear she was uh, uh, on her A game. It's called that. Oh, a, the A game being that fair. she just tore into Mike and people loved it. So <laughs> tore into Mike. she will be why absolutely. Mike, why does Mike have to get this? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, no one knows why he would need to be taken down a peg or two occasionally. Not me, though. I would never do that, Michael. Um, can we talk about NBA for a second? Or is there any... Let's talk index first. Anything going on in the card hobby that you could uh, shed some light on? Well, yeah. Um, there's not too much to be uh, happy about if... Um, if Ooh, looking, okay. If, if we're looking for, like, prices going up is equaling good and prices going down equaling bad... It's it, we're continuing to see a pretty incremental but steady drop in card prices, and there are a few pockets of the of the market that are escaping that. But the trend is pretty clear, big picture. Uh, and so you know, I, we're kind of all waiting to see when the backslide slows down, but it, it's happening, and it's and it's not fun to talk about necessarily or discuss, but. That's kind of where we are, Jesse. So I was actually, before I came on today, I was looking at the Card Letter 50 Index just to kind of get a sense of where we are. And, you know, the good news is that over the the last quarter, it's up a little over 2%, which is nice. But we're 50% off of the all-time high. And even though, you know, we kind of go up and down, up and down uh, over the last two years, it, the the general trend is that we've kind of, been been trying to find a floor and i don't know if or when we'll find it but that that's kind of the state of things right now i have i have a question chris where is baseball at over the last can you do it by by two week increments is that possible or no is it just 30 days i think i actually can do two weeks on the app let me see here yeah so the baseball index over the last two weeks which includes about nine thousand cards is down one percent Interesting. I would have thought it'd been up because it's been super hot right now. It is. So there, there are baseball players who are thriving 
right sure. now. But the but, actual market. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a big index. It's 9,000 cards. It's got vintage. It's got pre-war. You know, it's got modern. It's got ultra-modern. So there's a lot of noise in there, to be sure. I would say that baseball is the best of the major three, right? Like as far as the, it's doing the best in a down while still trending down. Oh, absolutely. Like you look at a guy like Trey Turner, who had a pretty good uh, world classic, and he's up you know, 25% over the last few months. So th- there's plenty of different areas where guys are doing well. Uh, but y- yeah, I mean, the thing about baseball that's nice too is that baseball, for whatever reason, didn't get hyped up the way basketball and football did. And then it didn't crash the way basketball and football did either. Uh, so it's been pretty steady. And there's a lot of prospects that people like right now. And, you know, for me, I, I'm waiting for the, the Otani mania to ramp up because as far as I can tell, this guy is, you know, something unlike I, I'm familiar with in my lifetime as a sports fan, period. And then that big strikeout of Trout to to win the, the championship is just, you know, I look at Otani, he, he's, he's up 30% over the last year, his card letter index. So... You know, that, that, at least that much makes sense to me. Yeah, I told Jesse before you jumped on, like baseball to me is still the one where we're seeing instantaneous reflection on card. Like I was telling him, I was in a room live last night with almost 100 people. The minute Vlad hit that monster shot, like a number of people in the chat, hey, you got any Vlads? Like just remembered, like Vlad's awesome. He's a great hitter. He's super cheap right now. You got anything we can buy? Otani, the same thing. Like there's going to be that next game where he strikes out 13 and then hits a walk-off and he's going to jump 30%. You know, I just think there's enough excitement and the prospecting market's so big. So I, I like where baseball's at. Here's my next question. Basketball. We've got, what, two to three games left for most teams. At what point does basketball, because it's wild. I would have thought it was now that we started seeing guys like, hey, this team, team X is going to make the playoffs. Now's the time to hype them up and we'll see a price reflection. I, I haven't seen a lot of that. When do we start to see this, the, even momentary, the spike for basketball? Man, great question. Great observation, too, that baseball is, is a sport that's still responsive to, you know, real-time uh, volatility in a player's performance. We just, we don't really see that in basketball. You know, I'll tell you this, Mike. Uh, one of the things that pissed me off about our market and confused me was looking at Patrick Mahomes. I know we're talking about basketball, and he's obviously not a basketball player, but the reason why the Mahomes thing just aggravates me to no end is because this guy came into this season, won the regular season MVP going away, won the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl MVP. In many people's minds, entered serious discussions about being a top five quarterback to ever play. And yet, from the beginning of the NFL season to, until today, his index is down 40%. Yeah. How does that make sense? It, it's just, it really got to the point where it pisses me off. Here's the only thing that Mahomes that never made sense to me, though. It's funny to me that he outshined all of his contemporaries, although now after this season, he doesn't have any modern day. When you look at Joker and Giannis, though, for what they were doing, especially Giannis, by the way. I mean, Joker's great and back-to-back MVPs. Giannis did back-to-back MVPs, finals, finals MVP, all-team defense, defensive player of the year. 
And although his pricing jumped, he was never head and shoulders above his competition like Mahomes. The gap from Mahomes to anybody else, not named Tom Brady, was wild. So I actually almost think Mahomes hype was just too much. 100%, Mike. I saw you guys made a social post that was like, do you want the one Mahomes RPA or do you want everybody else's RPA? Everything. Yeah. yeah it's insane. Yeah. I, I, it, was a, it was a thought-provoking post. We had nothing to do with that for the record. That was literally all Max. I didn't even see it till it posted. Better not go away. It was a clever close. I gave it a thumbs up. I I like that, you know, because that's what's so frustrating is that, you know, Mahomes absolutely was overhyped. Luka Doncic, overhyped. John Morant, overhyped. There's been many players. Zion Williamson, uh, perhaps the the peak of that. But there's many players who are overhyped and then, you know, for the rest of us who are just like, man, I'd love to collect the cards of these players. And hey, if I like bought a really nice Mahomes card before the season, and then he goes on to like double his 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 hardware from the MVP to Super Bowl to Super Bowl MVP, and you know his card prices get cut in half, man, that's pretty frustrating. Yeah, you start to think, what's what's he got to do? To, to actually do that. That's what I mean. You know? I, but, but that, that's where like the market just completely overtook sensibility and, you know, collecting and, and the hype overtook everything. And I think we're just, we're having to find our footing and correct that. And, and I bring up the Mahomes example to say that, Mike, I just think that's what's happening in basketball right now too, is that it's, it's hard to see any organic bumps that normally would happen is like, Hey, this is great. The playoffs are coming. Giannis, you know, you mentioned Giannis. I mean, the Bucs have the best record in the league right now. They look like the toughest team. He very well could be on his way to a second finals, a second finals MVP. He's not out of the mix for MVP. Like all these things could be happening right now, but I almost worry that it's going to get washed away or evened out by us still deflating from the hype that, that peaked about a year to two years ago. I, I which just is insane. Basketball. Which is nuts because Giannis is, he is almost to that level with Mahomes. He's not there yet. Because like Mahomes, and I'll get off the Mahomes thing. There's only four guys who have multiple MVPs and multiple Super Bowls. Mahomes is one of them. Brady, Montana, and Peyton. So in my opinion, the three best of all time. And then Mahomes. And he's 27, 28. It's pretty ridiculous. Right. Um, and even the Giannis stuff, Giannis is, is interesting to me too because I think most people would have him as a top 20 guy all time if he never steps on the court again. I actually think he's the MVP this year. He's been equally as impressive as Embiid. He's a better defender and he's working with much less. He hasn't had Middleton hardly all season and the best record. I think he should. I was telling Jesse earlier though, there's always been that weird bias of like back-to-backs and then multiple MVPs. It's almost like this year Embiid, and, he, and Embiid's been great. And then he puts up 52 against my Celtics the other night to I think <laughs> cement it. But, like, I think this is also the year of, like, you know, it's close, and we just haven't given this guy one yet. Let's throw him a bone. The other two have back-to-back. But the Giannis stuff is wild. Like, if Giannis wins another one this year, like, let's just say, again, we'll do the the stupid, you know, projecting. Giannis, no MVP. I think Embiid wins it. But Giannis wins another ring and a finals MVP. Could you not then make the case the guy's top 15, top 12 all time? And I don't think he's 30 yet. Absolutely. So, I mean, some of the guys, when the NBA did their top 75 list a year or so ago, some of the guys that were ahead of him were like Dirk was like one spot ahead of him. Moses Malone was a spot ahead of him. You know, like there were some guys ahead of him 
that he would definitely leapfrog with another finals and another finals MVP. And part of the thing that's keeping him out of the top 10 is just longevity. You know, he just hasn't had, but I mean, but I mean look, Hakeem Olajuwon is like my favorite player as a kid. You know, he was, he was so special to the league. He just, I have such nostalgia and reverence for what he did, but like, Dude, if Giannis gets two finals, two finals MVPs, DPOY, plus you look at his raw averages and like just how dominant he's been in his peak, like this, he, dude, he's going to be knocking on the door of the top 10. Just give him a few more years of, of building and acquiring and accumulating stats and he's going to be there. But, you know, Embiid is a really interesting one because like I'm looking at Embiid's index now and, you know, his index is down 9% over the quarter. And it's like, dude, this guy is is like, he hit another level this year. And we don't really realize it as it's happening. You know, you're just kind of like, oh, this is the hot topic. Who's the MVP? You know, it's, it gets very controversial. But what we haven't realized is happening is that Embiid is becoming a true bona fide household name right before our eyes. So I, I really like the idea of Embiid as sort of, you know, somebody who's flying under the radar, but like is on an excellent team. The, the 76ers actually have a better net rating than the Bucks do. Not saying that they're a better team. I, I just there's really interesting stuff going on with Embiid right now. That's that's worth noting as well. But he's another guy who was just a victim kind of a, of the hype of the basketball hype train. But maybe now he's he's a little too under the radar for basketball. We talked about how baseball, like you know, guys were watching Wander was performing well. They went into the live. They wanted to start buying Wander cards right then for basketball. What do guys have to do on the court to be able to be like, you know, hobbyists want to go out and buy them right away? Dude, and B needs to win playoff games. And that, so that was my question. Does it matter even regular season at all? Does it have to For be some, playoff? Like Sabonis, regular season, cool. He he deserves a spike. We've seen this with Embiid, though. Yeah. Embiid's been a front runner for MVP multiple times now. And then literally just be you know what he is? He's becoming Drew Brees. Gets on the big stage and just goes right to the hardwood. Takes the old tinkle on the logo, just pees right down, <laughs> just pees right down his leg. Breeze used to do the same thing. Unbelievable seasons, all-time passing records, yards in a year, and then a home playoff game and vomit on himself. Okay, so then, so with Embiid in particular, he needs. I think he needs to do. So him, what we're saying though is, in the next few weeks, we may see some serious spikes in basketball, at least for the teams that are making it to the playoffs. I think so. Plus, they're going to play the Nets. The Sixers are blowing out the Nets. I don't think that does anything for him, though. You're supposed to beat the Nets. I'm curious if Chris agrees. To me, the next time, if we see a spike in Embiid, it's a second-round series when they play the Celtics, the 2-3, if that matchup happens. They beat the Celtics, I think we see Embiid pricing spikes. I don't think anything else does it before that. I, I have a question Fair. for both of you. I just asked him a question. I have a, oh, was I that actually a question? I, I want to get his thoughts. Rhetorical, That's fair, especially because the Celtics own the 76ers this year, notwithstanding the most recent game. They're, the Celtics are 3-1 and one against them. And Al Horford has just owned Joel Embiid uh, over the course of their matchups together. So if the 76ers can get over that Celtics hump, which I don't think they can, but if they could, yeah, I agree completely. That'd be huge. So the question for both of you comes down to something that came up before you came on. We were talking about Sabonis and you know some of his stats, why he's so good. This has nothing to do with Sabonis directly, but it does make me think what would happen to a player if they could do something like this. So these four players have one thing in common. Nate Thurmond, Alvin Robertson, Hakeem Olajuwon, oh my God. and David Robinson. Listening to you read these names, 
Is, did I? No, you did good. I just. I I'm thought, sorry, Chris. No, I thought you would know that. It's, it's fun. Akeem Olajuwon. I'm sorry. Did they, I? Did I pause all, for half a second? I actually think I know this. Have they all had a quadruple double? They have all had the quadruple double, and nice. only those four. It has not happened since 1994. Ooh. I'm just curious, and the reason we I mentioned that at all was because Sabonis. Uh, the one of the main things that is perking his numbers up, besides he's playing phenomenally, is he's second place as far as most triple doubles this season. It just makes me wonder if someone were to pull something off like that, immediate spikes, like uh, a pricing uh, as far as pricing goes in that player. If he does it, yes, because again, he's a little guy. Nobody cares about him. He's forgotten. He's not a household name. He does that. Yes, Spike. Joel Embiid does that tomorrow. Only four people have ever done that. Right, and Embiid does it tomorrow, and you don't think there's no, any kind of spike? I don't. Really? Because Embiid has a market. you got to do more than that. He's he's a, he's too high a level. More than that. It hasn't been done since 94, and you have to do more than that. I'm curious, Chris. Do you agree with that statement? Well, there's a big reason why. I mean, we've had some quadruple doubles, which is where somebody you has said quadruple? Yes, I yeah, we're, 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 we're okay. just, somebody has 10 turnovers to go with their oh, 10 assists, okay. 10 rebounds, and 10 <laughs> points, all right? But th- look, I mean, defense, like, in the 90s, you could maybe have a shot at racking up, like, 10 blocks because there was so much happening at the rim. We didn't have the floor spacing. So, like, Robinson and Elijah Wan, like, yeah, I mean, those guys were racking. I don't, I don't even think you would see it today, but but if you did, you know, like, for and exactly to Mike's point, like, if Sabonis did it, it's big news because, like, he's not a headline name that you see on Sports Center every night. We're not tracking him and following him closely. And his card market is, let's just call it, still emerging. Whereas, you know, other players are, like, constant headlines. So, like, they're already in our consciousness. It, but Sabonis is such an interesting example because his index on card lighter is very small. There's only a handful of cards in it. But his index is up 140% over the quarter. So bonus is emerging and that's to mike's point and to your observation jesse there are players who the, the recipe to success in a in a sport like basketball right now is that you really have to go from obscurity to stardom if you can make that leap somehow but the difficult thing is you have to be in obscurity you really have to be there to start and it's so hard to be there like victor Wembanyama, he could come out as a superstar but he will never be able to make the leap from obscurity to superstar because he's already known. Yeah. Interesting. And the fact, I just do, I, I do want to harp on one thing, even to Chris's point, that it would be so much more difficult today to pull off a quadruple double. Sure. And yet, do it you guys steals. don't think it would do just anything. do it with steals. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's you could do it with blocks or steals. I I, mean, it, depending on the player, it would be a huge thing or it could be nothing. Okay. All right. Last question, Chris. Not even a question. A little rundown because then we got to get out of here. Um, I'm going to just name some teams. You stop me when you get to a team where you say, hey, player X on that team, I think is a, and I know you don't like the whole buy, sell, whatever, but just, I, let's just call it this. This player, you know, hey, Celtics, stop. Uh, player X, good upside going forward. Based on their current market to what we're going to see in the next two to four weeks over the playoffs. I'm just going to read the teams. You stop me when I get to one you like. I'll go right down the list. We get the Milwaukee Bucks, Boston Celtics, the Sixers, the Cavaliers. I like Embiid. I, oh. I do like Embiid. All right, just so okay. I, I think Embiid is a like I was looking at his cards the other day. He had his rook. Now his gold prism, his prism stuff is annoying because you have the base and you have the variations. Like you have twice as many as a normal player. 
So like he's got the gold and he's got the gold variation. And then they also have like the gold pulsar. So it's, it's confusing a little bit, but his true gold of the non variation was on eBay. I'm not sure if it's still there. PSA nine. So like, this is his prism gold, the card I love of the rookie and the seller wanted 15 K OBO. And then he countered me at like 10 and I'm just looking at this. I'm like, Embiid, Prism Gold, Rookie PSA 9, you know, 10 grand. Like, it's a little out of my range, but I was just like, this is, that's an So, anyway, long story, I like Embiid, sorry. Just real quick, is a Luca like 100 of that card? Yeah. Interesting. All right, next, uh, Cavaliers. Uh, Knicks, oh. Donovan Mitchell, can I I just say that he's, he had a 70-point game this year? Like, I I like like Donovan. Donovan Mitchell. I actually like Evan Mobley too. I think he, man, his market has fallen off so hard. That's the one team that stood out to me, but I only liked them first round because then you're getting matched up with the Bucks. It's over. But I like, I actually like Mitchell and, and uh, Mobley. Uh, the Nets. Well, the we have to mention Mikhail Bridges, but it's just so hard to know is this a blip? Is this an anomaly? Or is this guy really going to be 50, 40, 90, 25 points a game for his career? Yeah, Larry Bird. I think not. Okay. Western Conference, real quick. The Nuggets, the Grizzlies. The uh, John Morant might be interesting right now. Because I was going to say Ja. And he hates John Morant. His market has taken... He just got hurt. His market has taken an unfair hit because yeah, he got it might so be fair. Pub. When, when you assault a 17-year-old with a gun, it might be a fair hit. <laughs> I mean, look, but, <laughs> might but be a fair. Like, look, look, morally reprehensible, but from a pop culture celebrity fascination point of view, it it raises his his celebrity or his, the mystique around him in some way. I like John Morant right now. The comeback story, you gotta like that. Uh, the, I will just point out the Morant uh, rookie, the Prism PSA 10, is now, it, I thought he would have had like a little bit of a comeback, especially after, uh, what was it, the game last night or maybe a couple nights ago, he had some killer slam dunk, everyone was talking about dunk. it. Uh, $75 right now. <laughs> Which is quite you know I sold them at seven I sold those at six hundred. <laughs> I had a stack of probably ten to fifteen of him. Actually, here's a funny story. I had a stack of him and Trey. I bought six base of each and three silvers of each, all PSA tens. At the time, they were doing six hundred a piece, and the silvers were like eighteen. Hmm, I feel like they are not there now. That's we, right. we're moving on. Well, we, we talked time. about last episode that, that he was at his lowest pricing. He has since dropped another. At least ten to fifteen dollars since then. So still doing the giddy, giddy up. Uh, the Suns. I actually love KD right now. I think that might be the best team in the West. Yeah, fair in the playoffs. I just uh, the only thing that makes me a little bit nervous is that I remember what your Celtics did to Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in the first round last year, and I just I would hate to set myself up for the disappointments. But dude, the Suns are seven and zero with Kevin Durant. <laughs> they look really good, man. It's annoying how good they look. I mean, I, I do like that team. And I don't trust anybody else out West yet. I don't I don't think. There's some other good teams, but like even the Nuggets, I've never seen them do anything in the playoffs. All right, anyways, moving on. Uh, we've got the next team I think is interesting too, the Clippers. If you told me the Clippers came out, Kawhi and PG are actually clicking right now. They've got some weird thing where Westbrook is trying to win. <laughs> I, I, not something he's ever tried to do. Mm. I wouldn't be shocked if that team came out of the West. I love Kawhi. Yeah, I love Kawhi too. Uh, and he's cheap. And he is cheap. Yeah. No, Kawhi's great, man. That's that's a fun pick. I'm not mad at that. All right. A couple other ones real fast then. Uh, the sixth seed, obviously the Warriors. I don't like anybody because of where the values are at, but Warriors are next. Lakers, 
I still think there's a weird world they win a big series. And I've been saying that for two years and I've been wrong every time. But if that's the case, I like LeBron. Right. Agreed. I, I think uh, if they can find their way into the six or the seven seed, they could they could win in the first round. They'll, I think they'll be underdogs against Memphis, but they might be even against Sacramento. But if they have to play the Suns in the first round, uh, if they get to the five seed, I don't think that's going to end well. Uh, then you get the Pelicans, the Wolves, the Thunder. I, I don't really love any of those teams. Good players on all of them. I like. I actually like Ingram. I like Ant Man. I like uh, SGA. I just don't think any of those guys are. I don't think now is the time for any of those people. Uh, De'Aaron Fox. What do you think about him? <sighs> Man, here's the problem. I'm, the only thing I have against the Kings this year, right now, it looks like it's going to be three six. Then them and the Warriors. I am not betting against a team that hasn't been to the playoffs since I was, you know. <laughs> the the ESPN how, MVP we straw poll for uh, that we were pulling uh, Sabonis off of, he is tied for 10th place with Jalen Brown on that list. I'm just saying, like, it's he is getting some recognition. Oh, he should. He's played great. I just, in no world do I see the Kings beating the Warriors in a playoff series. And Wiggins is coming back. Like, I think they lose that series 4-1. to one. Like, I think it's a yeah. blowout. I uh, probably so, but uh, the Fox, only reason I hate it for him. I know, I know, but Fox has had a really cool year. I got to see him in person last night. He's just a, his game is just crisp, is the word I would use, and and his index is up fifty four percent over the quarter. So he's another one of those few rays of sunlight in an otherwise gloomy market. So I, he's a guy to keep an eye on, I think. But the, but at this point, to Mike's point, the Kings would have to like make some noise in the playoffs for him to keep gaining steam and i just can't see that happening well plus we're talking about um you go to every mavericks game home game yes i do at this point the i think pain and misery jesse a lot the mavericks are tied with the thunder at 14 and a half games back (laughs) for 10th place think about how ridiculous that sounds but yes go on (laughs) what are they are the Mavericks making it are they going Um, at least into the play-in yeah, they probably will. I mean, they, they even lose the tiebreaker with the Thunder, so they need to actually get at least a game ahead of the Thunder. But they got two left. The Thunder have two left. The Mavericks have the Bulls, who have nothing to play for, and they have the Spurs, who are terrible. And then the Thunder have the Jazz, who have nothing to play for, and the Grizzlies, who might or might not have something to play for. So I don't know, man. I, I think that, like I think they, the Mavs probably can slide in, but like, you know, then they have to win two straight road games of the play against good teams. And then all that just to get to face the number one seed. All right, here you go. I'm going to do something I don't like to do. I'm going to offer some optimism and then throw him off before he responds. I don't want to hear it. Good. <laughs> Dallas sneaks in to play in Luca magic. Boom. Roasted two wins in a row. Eighth seed upset first round nuggets. Whoa. Chris, thanks for joining. Hit that leave button and don't shut off your mic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any world that happens, but whoa, wow. how how insane would the Luca market go if if just something absolutely ridiculous and stupid? By the way, after they do that, next day they knock off the number one seed, Kyrie falls off the flat earth, they forfeit the next <laughs> series. It's a whole cycle here. There you go. I have nothing else to add. Nice. I mean, you didn't even throw up the offer of the Jazz winning their next three games and going in, so <laughs> I mean, and you're going to go run a marathon like what are we doing here <sighs> and Chris is going to show up to an interview not in a hoodie I mean let's, let's keep it reality please alright Chris thank you for joining sir I uh, will have you back 
Yes. Not as good as Christina, but nothing wrong with second place. I, Equally I good. Even, yeah, I, I am uh, DeMontis Sabonis to Christina's Giannis. Ooh, I like okay. it. Okay. She is not Giannis. Let's <laughs> just, easy. All right. Thank you for the time, buddy. We'll catch All you right, later. See you guys. Thanks, man. Guys, if anybody wants to get in on a little card letter action, we do have a promo code on the website, Sports Cards Nonsense under Card Services. It is the only place you can go and get 15% off their services. Uh, otherwise, you can use the free version as well. There you go. Cool. Uh, let's go to our interview. This is from The Mint last week. Jesse, uh, Craig. Jesse Craig. Great hair. Fairly strong hands. PWCC. We'll be back after this. Now we have our special guest. This is Jesse Craig from PWCC. Jesse, how the heck are you, sir? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Uh, doing very well. Thank you for remembering to turn your mic on. I almost forgot to check that. <laughs> I'm on. Yeah, you're doing so good. Um, how's the show treating you so far? Well, it hasn't started yet. So but you've been here 24 hours? room with people trying to build booths still. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. It does seem later than it was last, last year. I feel like we were here the day before and everything was like set up. I wonder if that was an accident. I don't know, but I feel bad for them uh, not even having our tables set up, but it's okay. It'll be here by the time the show starts, right? Everybody will show up. How's uh, PWCC's booth? What are you guys doing this year? Anything? You got a basketball goal or like a like something I can win a prize at? Or <laughs> no, no. I, no, like, I feel like everyone I see has like got a gimmick of some kind. Some kind so. of giveaway. No, we're just displaying stuff that's at auction or from the vault. Oh, cool. Um, but that's, that's about it. Our booth's already done, ready nice. to go. Okay, very cool. Um, Jesse, are you? I don't remember. It's been so long since we had you on the show. Are you a hobby guy at all? I am, yep. What do you collect? Uh, game used on card autos of some of the bigger stuff, LeBron, Jordan, NBA, relatable stuff, right? (laughs) Real attainable things. I got a little vintage in there too. (laughs) So what do you think about the, the tops announcement with the patch? Love it. Since that's in your realm of collecting. I I think it's very cool. Uh, I'm not a big baseball prospect guy. I get completely lost with all that. Um, You know, trying to invest in somebody that's still in the double A or single A. That's not my, my bag. Yeah. Um, But, I think it's cool. It's another new wrinkle that they're bringing to the to the hobby. I think that those one hundred and one opening day patch cards will be huge chases. All right, so let me ask you this. I want to jump into it here for a sec. We get the question a lot: What is the level to send to a PWCC, a gold, and whatever instead of eBay? Like, what's your answer to that? I know you guys want everything. You mean like price point of a card? Price point of a card. That is like one of the most common questions we get. Well, I mean, we have weekly auctions that run right now. We have one that's live that has fifteen or sixteen thousand cards in it. They end every single Sunday. Opening bids are five bucks. So, so even I mean, the low end, you guys target pretty hundred percent. Okay, yeah, yeah, we we actually love low end because that is kind of like you guys probably have more of a share of the low end than any other auction house. Yeah, outside of eBay, I'd say we probably have more than anybody. Yeah, yeah, okay. At yeah. this point, is it all? Does it have to be graded? It can be raw too. So we have a partnership with NBA Mike Baker Authentication, um, and you can send in cards for three bucks if they're going straight to auction. Only cost three dollars to get them authenticated. Okay, uh, if you want to get it authenticated and stick it in your vault and keep it in the PWCC ecosystem, it's six bucks if you don't sell it. So you get a break on it if you're going to auction it. But you can send raw cards in, get them authenticated, and send them straight to auction. So nice. he just is he in, like encasing them at all, slabbing them all, or just putting they're, them? They're in like top load. They're custom top loaders with uh, like tamper proof sticker over it, identification, all that stuff. Okay. You get a, you get but he a, does authenticate. Yeah, they're like, authenticated. Vintage, a hundred percent. 100%. Oh, it's only yeah. three bucks. It's only three bucks. And you get a, a quick little video. If you look up a, a live auction right now, if you just type in NBA in the weekly auctions, you'll see you get a heat map of the condition of the card. You get a little video with it. You get front and back high res image um, outside of the top loader and in the top loader. So it's full transparency. Very cool. Um, 
I am curious about the the show and what you've seen walking around. Even though there aren't people in the booths, you have a good idea of who's here. Do you have, are there any new companies or anybody that you're, I guess, more interested in meeting or talking to? I haven't been to a show since the national. So this is, uh, this is okay. great to be here. I'm, I was really excited to actually come, um, which, you know, you go to them all the time and it's like, oh, I just saw you a couple of weeks ago. Right. So having that break has been really good. Um, but walking the show, this is a great, I mean, you mentioned it before when you're talking to Christina, but it's a, a B2B show. Yeah. Um, and it's a really good B2B show. So I'm hoping to build some relationships here with new people, some companies I haven't really talked to before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't really know what's out there yet. Yeah, I know. Are they advertising with us now? Have you had this discussion? Do you want to do it now? Um, I want to do it on air. I don't. Should we, should we negotiate on air? I feel like done. You know that that was a freebie. So just imagine what oh. the paid stuff's going to be like. Sure, it'll okay. be basically the exact I, I same as that. But yeah. Yep. Um. All right. So at this point, we know what PWCC is all about. We know what they're doing. Um. Are before you guys, we move on, let me let me ask one more before we go. I was just going to ask if they were planning on expanding or any announcements, anything like that, since this is a show where announcements come out. No announcements. Is he breaking news? I'm not breaking. I, I got. I got nothing. Uh, hang on, I'm putting him on the spot. I to got do no, it. nothing. Here it comes substantial. He's saying to break. It. Oh, nothing. Sorry. Fanatics announcement over here. Nothing substantial. <laughs> okay. Hey, I, I do have another question too. I've never been a vault guy. I never used one. I just. I'm a bank. Bank boxes. That's always what I've done with my big stuff. What is the appeal? Like, if you're trying to appeal to a collector, hey, this is the reason to use the vault. Like, what is the sales pitch for that service? Sure. Uh, well, it's free. That's step one, right? Fully mm-hmm. insured. You don't have to pay for that yourself. And it's digitally archived. So with your bank vault or your storage vault, you have to take pictures yourself, keep them on your phone, keep them wherever. You need to go access it for whatever reason. You got to physically drive down there, get it. So with the vault, we're not only your fulfillment center, we're your receiving center. It's all digitally archived. It's fully insured, safely stored. And that's basically, that's the gist of it. And then everything's at the touch of your fingers, right? You could be in China and you can send something to auction. Are you guys international? Of course. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Are we internet? No, don't just, answer actually, matter. we are. I, I was looking at our you're analytics the other day. Hong Kong, stat. Hong Kong, Philippines. Right. We're very popular over there. We're they like don't have. The a, they don't have a Do you guys have a translation of, arm to your? Not a lot of podcasts in the Philippines. We, let me tell you, we don't have a translation <laughs> arm. Which begs the question. I don't know why we're so popular. There's Greece as well over there. There no, might be twelve total. I don't know. No, we're there's way more, bro. Way more. I am curious the the tax thing with the vaulting. Is it tax deferred? How does that work for sales tax? Yeah, so like I buy a $10,000 card on eBay. I've got to pay 9% sales tax because I'm in Tennessee. How does it work if I have it sent to you? You don't pay tax at all? So there's no sales tax because okay. it's based on shipping address. So there was a Wafer over South Dakota passed in 2019, which basically is the an Nexus e- tax. e-commerce yeah, sales tax law, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all based on shipping address. So if you ship, you get a custom address with the vault account and you ship to that and sales tax is zeroed out. Now, technically, use tax is always in play, right? If you take that back into your possession, into your state that has sales tax, use tax can be applied. So I'm not a CPA. I'm not going to sit here and try to go down that rabbit hole and say I know it all, but um, I would consult your accountant. I appreciate the heads up on that. Yeah, I was curious. So if I had, but but yeah. in, the, in the real world, like technically speaking, I then have it shipped from you to me years later. I pay the, the use tax then. The, yeah, you're supposed to report it technically, yeah. Gotcha. But if you sell, if you just sell it through PWCC, never left the ecosystem. Oh, I don't even pay it then. Even if it gets, oh, because if it gets shipped to the new guy, they pay mm-hmm. sales tax. Correct. Um, Oh, All right. Okay. Can I uh, can I ask something that has nothing to do with anything that we're network? talking about? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to ask Christina. That's a lot to less this. after last night. What's your hair? Product? I asked him. In, oh, I, I meant to ask Christina to do this. So I brought this with us. Um, have you ever seen one of these? Do you know what is this that is? That a hand strength thing? It is, dude. Him and his kids. This is why he got nothing done last it's week because he bought I, this. I, 
What does that mean? I got so much done last. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I'm not arguing. Um, this you is want me a, to squeeze it. It's meant to test how strong Great. your grip is. Dude, please well. beat him. He I, was so impressed with his. You've got, okay. number. You've got pretty no. big mittens on Dude, no, he's no, got no. Jimmy Dean hands and they are weak. <laughs> if, I, if I beat you, They're that's going to be not sad. Weak. He's got it. That is true. Here's the, here's the problem is that Mike is actually on. really... It should be on. Mike is... Age 25. Do I need to adjust the age? Hit the here's start this, button. This, hit, hit the start button. Jesse doesn't have 25. Hit the start button. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about that. <laughs> All right. You want me to just go for it? Let it rip? Yeah. Do it, man. Dude, I so hope he beats you. Oh, my God. Oh, he's shaking. He got it. What's a high? 154. Let me see it. Where Turn were you it like, around. Turn it around. Who are you, like 300? Holy Pretty good. crap. Huh. Dude, he was 120. Dude. Actually, I, I didn't even hit 150. No, you didn't. Give That's higher that. than either of us. Give me it. I'm going to tell you. I was shaking. That took all I had. Bull, <laughs> bull he was riders, talking the whole time, too, though. Bull riders do like 140, 150. You you got higher than a bull rider, dude. Give me this thing. That's kind of... 154. Hang on. I, I, before Did I you guys rig that? No, we didn't. Hang on. Oh, if he was going to rig it, it would be rigged for him. He would cheat. Oh, are you really getting into oh. that? Oh, and that's called a one fifty-five. See, now you know how it's one fifty-five. Can you turn that around podcast. so I can see it? No, the po- podcast <laughs> listeners know like that it was one fifty. Looks like a one twenty-six. One twenty-six point six. You did it. So I can't believe you brought was, this thing with you. Yeah, I wanted to. That's awesome. That's I a good little like party trick of, right there. We have a lot of card handlers out here at the mm-hmm. show. I wanted to know whose hands get, are the best at handling mitts on this thing. I would, yeah, I would like to. Have you know a few who? You know who's Mitch? You should get on that is our sales director Tony Carley. Hey, he played, suck it. He played D line it. What'd you okay, get? Okay, there must be something. You did not hit anywhere close to this last. Your number was what'd you just get? He got one sixty. That a boy. Here's right. the thing: as a co-host of a podcast, <laughs> as an assistant on a podcast, you're not supposed to have like these rugged hands. Yeah. You're doing fine. Mm-hmm. You're Thanks, good. But you're not known for your physical prowess. Okay. You know, no. you're known for your wit and your if help with you billing. You wanted to stop talking. That would be fine you're doing too. Great. 126 no, you is good. I appreciate you. 126. I appreciate is good. everything Do you have anything you're else saying. For Jesse? <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you want to arm wrestle yeah, over here? Exactly. Yeah. We're gonna go crush some weights real quick. Bro, don't even get me started. Leg leg press. I would destroy you. Look at those legs. Look at these legs. You've got, you've got They've some been called kick. tree trunks some, for more I've than got one some reason. Decent legs on me. I mean, they're okay. Took a turn. They're okay. Yeah, These jeans whatever. are just slim fitting. I know. I could tell. You look great. Um, hey, it is irritating. He came up with his hair. He literally just left I the know. barber. Look at the haircut. He's really on top of things. Dude, it's a podcast. We don't even use video. T- just tone it down. <laughs> just take it easy. I thought we were on camera. Sorry. No. That's okay. All right, we're trying no, to keep no. the wife. No one needs yeah, to see relax. that. Um, Jesse Craig, thank you so much for joining us from PWCC. Oh, I hey, hope last the rest question. Of show. Real yep. quick. So oh. if somebody wants to, hey, I want to start selling on PWCC. I want to give, give you my cards. What's the easiest way for them to do that? Where do they go? Get a PWCC account. Ship it to your vault. Select. Send to auction, and that's it. It's oh, that easy. I did have one question that I don't want to ruffle any feathers, but I do want to ask it. Did you hear that, by the oh, way? It's not, it's not a big ruffle, but it's a little ruffle. ruffle. It's not your fault. It feels like everyone is doing a vault service these days. Would you agree with that? Oh, he's got a smirk on him. What? Well, you what, can rip people if you'd like. This what is the differentiates this is, this is open. Okay. a vault? Why is yours better than anybody else's? Well, I the, was going to allow him vault, to read into that. Right? But you own the building too, don't you? It did you? seem like yeah. you guys were one of the first, if not the first, but you were saying we you were, were easily the first. the first. Okay. We started building our vault in 2017. Okay, fair. So Brett Higgins, our founder and CEO, is the originator of the vault concept, digital archival, well, lending I mean, some and trading cards. Some banks in the 1800s, I mean, but no, I get what you're saying. <laughs> With cards. <laughs> yeah, correct. I'd like to know okay, thank you for clarifying that. Anyways. Brett would be more PC. So... As besides being the first, do you think is there a real differentiator? Just I guess it's like knowing security about it. I mean, well, I mean, look, we have 
years of iteration on it, right? We've made a lot of mistakes. Um, we've been able to correct them. Uh, and so I think that's a, a big differentiator for us. I don't know what, what everybody else's vault even looks like. I don't know who really owns theirs. If it's a third party, you know, you hear someone throw a vault next to their name. Yeah. I don't know what that means. It's a closet. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's been people that have come to our building and physically been able to go in and check out our vault. And the pictures that we have are our actual vault doors. We have two of them and they're they 7,500 pounds a piece. Yeah. yeah. They're big. So the fact that you own it, that's kind of the differentiator for sure. It seems yeah, like. Yeah. You own it, you control the service, mm-hmm. all that. Correct. Nice. All right. Well, there you go. That was it. Second Thank strongest you. man on the panel. Easy. Jesse Craig. Thanks. Appreciate that. Thanks, Appreciate guys. coming yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely. Thank awesome. you. All right. So there you go. That was your interview. Um, PWCC is actually a monster in the space. So we may be doing some something with them in the future. We'll see. Jesse Craig is such a professional as well. I, I feel like he's got an answer for know, every question. Oh, I'm sorry. What were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> I love that his name is Jesse. He spells it like the right I way. Hate, I hate anybody that shows up to a podcast looking good. That's my thing. <laughs> you certainly. You show up like you have given up on life or you don't show up at all. All right. Mailbag. Speaking of. By the way, before we go to mailbag, one of the coolest things. So I, I run on Card Shop Live. I run. Uh, we me And Jesse's going to be selling there tonight, too. He's doing some Marvel, some singles, some non-sports stuff. Some packs, even. Yes, some packs. It'll be fun. So I do this repack thing. I call them Geo's Little Black Box. It's, it's literally the one thing. touch. I, I got to get these made by, by a manufacturer. I just, I've been lazy. I use Panini One boxes, the magnetics that stick. I just reseal them. Heard of them. You get a single in there. And so like last night, for example, uh, the high-end ones were $125 a box. It's a 20-box run. Everything's on the screen. You get a random number assigned. That's the box you get. So in the $125 round, uh, and we, I tell guys the floor and the ceiling. So the floor was a $40 Barry Larkin. Uh, immaculate patch auto, 40 to 45 bucks. You get that card, you're crushed, you hate your life, it's over. There's a couple in the 50s, 60s. There's some break-evens, 100 to 130s. Uh, there was a f- close to $500 Jeter on the top end and a $300 Trout rookie, a couple of real big cards, $250 Giannis. Okay. You kind of know what you're getting into. So the only thing we do to mix it up is, so, and it changes by level. So last night, anything worth less than $90, so you pay 125 bucks. If you get a card worth less than 90 you would also have a hobby pack, a random hobby pack in the box with you. Of what products? I mix it up, whatever I have on hand. Okay. I, ju- I just kind of mix it up. But, but it's a way of like, hey, you got the crap hit, maybe there's an outside shot. Sure. So one guy got a, f- actually with the Larkin, we had a couple extra packs there. He had a couple cheap cards. Then he hit a Michael Harris auto, which was pretty cool. Rookie auto from last year from oh. the Braves. It's like a $50 card. Got him almost even, yeah, actually. All said and done, it was cool. But Bunk, one of the big buyers on the app, he hit, the, oh, actually, he hit the Vlad, the missing number, PSA 10. Okay. Literally a 50 to $55 card. Murdered. Happened to be a pack of hobby football contenders in there. Um, From what year? From this year. This year. We opened that up. Dual auto, numbered one of 25, Kenny Pickett, Aiden Hutchinson. It's like a $500 <sighs> card. It was actually pretty cool. Holy crap. I just wanted to share that because very rarely do I have moments of joy in my life. <laughs> Coming in here, certainly not on that list. No, I'm Dude. kidding. I'm kidding. I love doing this. It was actually one of the coolest things I ever saw. I was like, dude, this is actually, it was pretty awesome. That is so. really cool. I love, uh, I love too that you didn't just give them garbage packs, like where no, no, you knew all, all the stuff had already been hit from that box. No, all, hobby, nice. all hobby packs. Okay. Every time it works like that, actually. Almost every time there's like that one card, like the other day, it was like a $40 version of it. Mm-hmm. And the dude hit like a $15 card. Again, almost the worst card possible. And he hit a Jackson Holiday Silver Auto out of Prism, which was like 80 bucks. It was kind of cool. I just, I don't know. I, I just wanted to share. Okay. Not to brag on the product, although I do think it's the best repack around. But just to share a little fun thought. Mailbag. Mailbag. All right. Before we go straight to Facebook, uh, a gentleman reached out on uh, Instagram wanting to want? ask this question. 
He I was, actually he messaged me directly. It's his name's Sully. Sully, maybe Benaderet. I love how Mike gets so upset every time I try well, to pronounce prepared. a weird name. You just been prepared. For I don't know how to pronounce the guy's name. Okay, just say I'm Sully. sorry. Just Sully. No, I would never do that. Because there could be 20 Sully's that listen, and they're all thinking, oh, it was me. I can promise you it's not 20. I don't know if there's 20 people listening. 20 Sully's. Well, he did start it off with he's a big fan of the podcast. He may not now, after you insulted him. But he I wanted mean, to know, because he just guy. hit a very big card. He thinks it's over $10,000. He's wanting opinions on what to do, because he knows this doesn't happen all that often. Um, he said that he figured he would take it to Golden he doesn't know if that was the right move or not. He says did that... Did he say what the card was or just give us the value? He did not tell us what the card was. He just says it was a big card. Um, he says that... I don't like Golden, by the way. He's for that. not sure about what kind of commission he should have been looking for. He feels like he might not have gotten the best deal and he wants to know, you know... Is it a done deal? I, yeah, it sounds like it. it is. Sounds like he should have asked us earlier. Yeah, but I think it's good for the future for anybody else listening what should they do? Should they negotiate? Can they negotiate? Okay, so you can. For a for a $10,000 card, though, at Golden, you're probably not getting anything. If you've got a big card, by the way, a $10,000 card of a relevant star now, not like a random one-on-one of somebody, and it's like a... Uh, that range, I'm probably still going to eBay. I think eBay's market reach is still so much bigger. On anything under 20, I'm probably an eBay guy. But say you pull a fifty or an $80,000 card. Well-known, notable card. You can go to Golden, like we did with the Mbappe... Uh, Tops Chrome PSG Auto. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we want 100% of the sale, obviously, which is, they only charge the buyer, not the seller. But then we say, we, we negotiate, we also want 10% of the seller commission, of the buyer commission, I mean. So if a card sells for $100, we would get the 100. Yep. The winning bid would pay 100 plus their 20%. So they'd pay 120. We would get that, 10% of that 10% 20. Of the 20. Half of the uh Buyer premium. premium. So on a $100 card, you would get $110. But yeah, a, a card like that, a great card, by the way, Sully, it's amazing. 10000 is better than anything I've ever come close to pulling in my life. You're not going to, there's not a lot of room to negotiate with a golden on something like that. Uh, what about other platforms though? Like any, would, you, he, would ask, you take it to another platform? Again, I like I like eBay for a lot of that stuff. Okay. Yeah, honestly. eBay's, PWCC too is a monster in that space right now. So, okay. um, Thank you, Sully. Appreciate your question. Uh, let's go over to the Facebook. Tyler Rodriguez wants to know, Fernando Tatis can return April 20th. What is your opinion on card values? So it's super low right now, obviously. Uh, there's going to be some carryover. You've heard players speak out about it. Coaches made comments. You know, the press obviously upset that he cheated uh, the PED thing. At some point, though, we're going to see this kid be on what I think is going to be one of the top three teams in baseball this year and just steal headlines. Him and Soto, Bogarts, Machado. I think he's a great buy right now. Do you think if he does not perform very well, that his he just continues to drop at this point? I think his dropping days are over. This you don't point, think he goes any further down where At this he point, is. he's bottomed out, I think. Interesting. Okay. Uh, John Bourne wanted to know if I was getting my own box of the Disney Kakao. Uh, I'm going to tell you guys, I am questioning a pump and dump I don't know. I, I hope that's not the case at all because I do like the product still. Uh, we are going to have the great curator uh, come on the podcast who's been a big fan of that product. Uh, we're going to talk to him a little bit about that and some other things. Uh, I think he comes on actually next week. There, My problem with that product, I think I've mentioned this once before, was just that there's another more popular uh, maker of Disney cards um, Weiss or Schwartz and Weiss, I believe is it the name. They are coming out with their own hundred year Disney. And that is going to be 
probably more popular product. And I'm wondering what that does to the prices of this one. So you're going to talk to your boy about this. I will. Yeah. Next Thursday. Great curator will come on. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, Next question. Jeff Howe wants to know, I'm looking into wall displays for a PC project I'm working on. Is there anything I need to really look for when it comes to the kind of glass to put cards behind when displaying them on a wall? Museum glass is helpful. That's if, what they're, I, if they're autographed, yeah. Yeah, I sent him a, a, a link to, I, which I didn't even, I had to do some research. I didn't realize that that's like non-glare, that's UV protected glass. It's kind of cool. Um, that's that. I think Corey makes those. Some of the show your slab stuff. We have some oh, of that around yeah. the office. He's a buddy. You can check his stuff out as well. Uh, he also had one other question, sports related. He says he'd like to pick up a JK Dobbins auto or RPA for his PC. Should I look for a deal now or roll the dice and wait to see what happens with Lamar Jackson? I'd wait. I mean, there's nothing that's going to come. That's going to make JK Dobbins all of a sudden jump. Just wait a little bit. Cause if Lamar gets traded, he probably drops. Okay, good. Javen Kuhn wants to know. When the new MLB debut patch one of one card release have uh, when it releases, have they said whether or not there will be autos of them in addition to the patch? No, they haven't said what product it is going to be in either. Correct. Um, I don't think. Do you have speculation or anything? I don't. I, I mean, I almost think maybe they do something like that in a series two or an update. Oh, really? Maybe. Just. I mean, I just think it add, it would add a huge chase and a relatively cheap product. But I could also see the you know, holding it over for like a five star or something higher end. So, okay. Uh, Chris Shoemaker, I'm guessing you would have said so at the mint recap, but just to double check, did Panini say anything about speeding up redemption times or anything else pertinent to redemptions? They didn't say a lot about it, but I will say, and you've noticed guys in our group too, which has been very openly bashing Panini's redemption and rightfully so, by the way, it's been, it's been a stain. Uh, I got two replacements this week as did a lot of other people, either the white sparkle packs or redemption autos. So they haven't come out and said much about it, but at least lately we've seen them take some action, which has been helpful. Brian Ord, how do you put together cheap repacks? I have done, I I have a ton of low-end cards. I want to sell them and I can downsize and focus on my PC. Uh, I mean, put value in your repacks and be honest about it. Guys are okay hitting a $10 card out of a $50 repack if they know it up front and if they know the overall value of the product is there. One thing I've always hated about some repacks, it's 50 bucks a box and every card is worth 40 to $55. There's no chase. Yeah, nobody gets crushed, but like guys are in it for the chase. So be upfront. That is first and foremost. Like I will never, including when I do black boxes, I will never show the biggest hits ahead of time, but I will show you the three worst. Here is the worst thing you're going to get if you get into the product. Best thing you'll get, you got to trust me, which, you know, you build your reputation that way, but over deliver on them. And if you do that, people will stick in, you know, stick with you and buy it. Do you think it's best advice to lose money on the first couple? Like to... Yeah, absolutely. Okay. If you need to lose a little bit of money to build a following, good on you. Cool. Randy Ott, I was not clear in my question last week. He says buying a particular sport in its off season. If everyone advises to do it and everyone does it, won't prices not dip in the off season? But that's the problem. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Not everybody does. I mean, you can tell everybody. It, it, it's a tough market. It used to be, but. All right. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's tough. Like you said, it, in a perfect world, yes. But we've been living in a weird world since COVID, so. John Sim, oh, Shimshauser. Nailed it. <laughs> Is there any other time in his life besides when Mike pulls a picket 
slash Hutchinson dual auto oh. out of 25 from a black box freebie pack that he squeals like a little schoolgirl. Dude, I was pumped. I was like, I literally lost my voice. I was pumped. I had no clue because in those cards come back. What did back, the dogs think? They must have lost their minds. They were sleeping. They're yeah. used to me just being a clown. So yeah. makes sense. They have no, no interest. <laughs> uh, that That's your mailbag, folks. That's our show. Awesome. That's the weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Guys, we'll be back Monday, Thursday. We've got a couple of guests next week as well. Sports Cards Nonsense brought to you by the Ring of Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. Like I said, we're selling all week and this weekend on Card Shop Live. Jesse with non-sports tonight. I'll be live with some Stadium Club Chrome singles, black boxes this weekend as well. Make sure you check it out. As we mentioned on Thursday, a great curator comes on. But then Monday, we're also supposed to have Ryan from Card Talk Pod, the uh, Card Collector 2 guy. Hopefully you guys join us for that. Goodbye.